Thanks, Wendy. Uh, and thanks, everybody else, for, for uh, leading us so far. Um, thanks, Isaac. And I know that there's three songs to come. And I know you want me to go really quickly because this is really good, isn't it? Um, so good. I love I love Christmas carols actually because there I know there's some some cracking songs that we sing throughout the year, and even Easter time there's brilliant songs that like resurrection. But there's something about the theology of what we're singing is just so rich and deep. And so the two um, the two verses that we've read, the two portions of scripture that we've read, I just want to address them for a few minutes. Um, for those that have been around the last number of Sundays. We've been following along with the lectionary. And uh, three times we've, we've went to the prophet Isaiah who has reimagined the world for when Messiah comes. He didn't know when it would be. He just knew it would be someday. And this is what he was reimagining for the people. And so we've talked about the, the root of the tree of Jesse. We've talked about when the garden would be turned, um, or the battleground would be turned into garden. Um, all of those stunning images of what this, what life would look like, what the world would look like when Messiah came. The verses that we've read, um, the verses that we've read this today, are we a wee bit different? Um, and I know you're not here for a history lesson necessarily, but go with me for a few minutes. We could go back. We could go back years and years to get the context of the verses that Isaac read for us, um, 735 BC, that is the time uh, of those words that were spoken to King Ahaz by the prophet Isaiah. If you were to go into the book of, if you were to go into Chron Kings or Chronicles, uh, 2 Kings 16, I think it is, 2 Chronicles 20, I think around there, you'll find about this, find out a wee bit more about this King Ahaz. King Ahaz. He wasn't a good guy. He didn't do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And in fact, he followed the most detestable practices of the other nations. So in my head, I'm thinking, I'm, well, thank goodness I'm not God. <laughs> but uh, here's a guy who didn't do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The, his ways were detestable. And now it feels like, well, King Ahaz, you're facing the consequences for the choices that you've made. So you're going to have to take it. But if you're following... If you're following what Isaac was reading carefully, you'll see that the people, in fact, you would have to probably go back a few verses. Um, Ahaz, he's king of Judah, and Jerusalem, the capital city, is under threat from Damascus, from Syria, and from Samaria. And um, Ahaz, we're told in verse 2 of Isaiah 7, that the hearts of Isaiah and the hearts of all of the people were shaken. They were petrified. They were absolutely terrified because of the threat of the other nations and what they were going to do and what they had the power to do. And Ahaz was petrified. And even though you could be thinking, well, that's consequences for the practices that you have engaged in, that's not the response of the Lord. It's not the response of the prophet of the Lord. And so Isaiah has been sent. And he's been sent with this word, keep calm, don't be afraid and don't lose heart. And there's a part of me which actually just love to almost prophesy that again today for us. In some way, I maybe feel like there's, there's the threat of something. 
I don't know what it could be. Financial, physical, emotional. So much I'd love you to hear the words of the prophet Isaiah through the heart of the Father today. Don't be afraid. Stay calm. Don't lose heart. And the prophet went on to say, because the very thing that you are petrified about, the very thing that is causing the hearts of you and your people to be shaken, it's not going to happen. An amazing word from the Lord. All of the things that you were petrified, all of the things that were consuming you, it's not going to happen. And so whether he deserved it or not, the prophet of the Lord comes and says, all of that stuff is keeping you up at night. It's not going to happen. And so we have these few words again that Isaac has read for us. The prophet Isaiah says to King Ahaz, if you don't believe me, ask the Lord for a sign. And Ahaz says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put the Lord to the test. I'm not going to ask for the sign. And Isaiah says, I'm going to give you a sign anyway. And the sign was, again, we've read it. And some of your versions will be different. Uh, we've read that the young woman, the young woman will become pregnant and she'll give birth to a boy and he'll call him Emmanuel. And then these verses, which just have caught my attention this week, by the time the boy can eat solid foods, and so I know that varies from child to child, by the time the boy can eat solid foods, that thing that you were aware, that thing that terrified you, that thing that you were scared of, that thing that you dreaded, you'll not have to worry because it, it'll be it'll not be an issue anymore. Emmanuel, God is on your side. And so by the time it gets to, again, if you want to continue with this history lesson, thank you for humoring me for a moment. By the time we get to 733, two years later, the prophecy was fulfilled. Because by the time the boy was two, by the time he could eat solid foods, um, the, what uh, Isaiah, Ahaz, Ahaz, Isaiah and all of the people were petrified. It didn't happen. The threat that they were concerned of from Damascus and the threat from Samaria didn't come to pass. And so you'd be forgiven for thinking, Isaiah and Ahaz and the people, that you'd be forgiven for thinking that the prophecy that he spoke, the word that he had spoken had been fulfilled. Because the young woman gave birth. Most scholars reckon it was Ahaz's wife give birth to a boy, two years later, the threat of Damascus and Syria had passed and they knew, they knew then that God was on their side. Amazing. Amazing the word of the Lord would come like that in such a way to confirm that God was truly on their side. But um, Wendy has read us these verses in Matthew chapter one because everything changes when Jesus comes. And so whether it's Christmas or it's Easter or whatever you, whenever you are engaging with the scriptures, everything changes when they're read in the light of Christ. And so 700 years later, 700 plus years later, the real fulfillment came, would come to pass. So much more than Isaiah could possibly have dreamt or imagined. We have spoken the last three Sundays about the world that Isaiah imagined. But even this, even this Matthew chapter one, this was beyond what he could have imagined. Isaiah, nobody was predicting that Messiah would come in the way that he came. No one was predicting or prophesying that a, that a virgin would give birth. 
but whenever we whenever we we look at whenever Jesus comes, the your version, some of our versions will say the virgin in Isaiah chapter seven, because when Jesus came, everything changed. And so they began to read Isaiah in the Septuagint and began to read that young woman would give birth. And he'd be called Emmanuel, and it'll be a reminder that God is with us. When they read it back, they're like, that was, that was Jesus. That was Jesus. The young virgin is speaking of this moment, and only by reading scriptures in the light of Christ do we get the full picture. No one could have, or no one did, predict that the Messiah would come this way. No one could have predicted this. The Messiah would be born of a virgin. But now that we're told that he was, we look back and we see it. And everything's different. Everything is changed whenever we discover and read the Bible in the light of Jesus. We discover all its riches from beginning to end. Jesus illuminates every single part of it. And so I wanted to do all of that just to say that Emmanuel takes on new meaning in light of Christ. And so this first time around, when Isaiah, when Isaiah gave this word that a baby would be born, call him Emmanuel, it would be a reminder that God is with us. For them, it was, a, it was a reminder that God was on their side. God was on their side. And so when the enemy was threatening, when the enemy was opposing, God was with us. God is on our side. When we get to the verses that Wendy read for us, Matthew chapter 1, Jesus Emmanuel, God with us. Not only is it that God would be on our side, but God is with us as one of us. Absolutely. Like I've just written down in my notes here, just wow all over the place, because this is remarkable. It is remarkable that God would be on our side, that God would be with us, but that God in Christ would come as one of us. No one saw it coming. No one could have predicted this. And so all of that we sang today, singing and uh, these incredible words, Noel, the first Noel, amazing love, everything changed. God is with us as one of us. God in Christ joins the human race. There's something about that that just, I, I cannot find words to articulate what that means. And I find the words to articulate the, the, the stunning nature of a God who would come as one of us to be with us. He would join the human race in flesh to be with us. And so we're going to continue to sing songs that will uh, express our joy and what it means that Emmanuel is with us, not just on our side, but he is with us he came as one of us uh, to identify with us, to journey with us, to identify with our pain and our hurt and all of that. And so we're going to continue to sing three more songs. The guys are going to lead us.